Welcome to Spirit School. My name is Danielle Serenk, also known as the Squamish Medium. I am the host of your Spirit School, where I will share all the lessons and learnings that I have uncovered through my intuitive development and mediumship development journey. I am a professional psychic and medium and intuitive teacher and mentor, and I look forward to walking alongside you on this journey. Welcome back to Spirit School. I'm just wanting to do this special introduction for my guests I had on the podcast today, Jack and Robin of For the Wild Femme. They are dynamic, high-level business coaches with serious soul. Together, they're a badass duo behind Femme, and they co-host the Spiritual Smackdown podcast, which I highly recommend everyone check out. Jack is a wildly passionate soulpreneur and manifesting queen and is known for sharing her truth in a real-as-fuck approach to life and business. She's also a human design expert, which you'll hear on the podcast, and we're going to have her back to talk just about human design. She guides female leaders to step into energetic alignment, create massive breakthroughs, and unapologetically show up as the woman they are. Robin, her partner in her business, is a fiercely passionate woman who loves storytelling, and storytelling is the driving force behind everything she does in life and business. She's an expert copywriter and content creator, and her goal is to help female entrepreneurs connect with their dream clients by pairing authentic language with effective communication strategies. Her knack for storytelling helps businesses and women around the world sell out programs and launches. So I originally met uh, Jack and I met Jack a couple years ago actually at a friend's house but I connected with them last year because of course I was considering leaving my day job for to make Squamish Medium a full-time thing and so I felt like I needed to talk to some women who kind of knew what I would be going through and help me get to the bottom of my fears So I hired this dynamic duo and we had a beautiful three sessions together. It was life-changing for me and I totally accredit our sessions to being a driving force behind me finally making the leap to go full-time. Now I do share a personal story in the podcast episode around me and my first teacher and I fully accredit her for you know helping me be the medium I am today with integrity and devotion and this divine connection to spirit I don't think under any other teacher I could have ever gotten that foundation but we also had a very complicated relationship and I mentioned in the story but when my fear around earning and doing spiritual work came up was around a conversation we had when we were talking as friends we weren't talking as a teacher and mentor and mentee but I had just launched my website and I was so excited because I found a business strategist who was going to mind map Squamish Medium. I didn't know what any of that meant back then. But she responded very hastily and very negatively with, you don't have a business. This isn't a business. And it totally made me crumble. It made me feel that... I shouldn't be charging for this. I shouldn't be considering my practice as a business, even though I pay a business license fee, even though I pay taxes, even though, you know, it is a business, but it made me feel like I was money hungry and that I shouldn't be charging for this. It was a very complicated time in my life and it totally kind of effed me up for the next few years on how to earn as a medium, like raising my prices every single time. I was met with this negative voice of, 
this isn't a business, you shouldn't be doing this. And it really kind of set the course over the next few years of healing my relationship with money and spirituality. And I know I'm not the only one. Now I have a network of other professional mediums. I know that this is a reality for many of us. So I really wanted to have these ladies on to talk about spirituality and money. And they are so confident and aware and they talk about money so freely. I thought it would be worth just cracking that door open. Let's have this conversation. And I hope you all got as many epiphanies as I did through this very enjoyable conversation. So enjoy. Hello everyone and welcome back to Spirit School. I am so excited today to introduce my first ever business coaches, Jack and Robin of the Wild Femme. Uh, Amazing high vibe ladies who have agreed to come on today and talk about spirituality and money. How are you ladies? So great, Danielle. Thank you so much for having us. We're excited. No, Yeah, so excited. And I love just hearing, like, I love the introduction of like your first business coaches and just to, you know, see you where you're growing is so exciting for us to watch and witness as well. Oh, thank you. And I know that we'll get to do so much work together again in the future, but I hired these ladies at a time. People who listen regularly know my whole story about leaving corporate and I'm just transitioning into full-time entrepreneurship now. And they know the struggle that I went through with that decision. And your guys' sessions with me were so pivotal in me finally making the leap. So thank you ladies for just being like a source of light for other women out there. And just this, this huge, just empowerment bubble. I'm so excited to have you guys on today. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, You're so welcome. And honestly, I think that so many women out there just need that little bit of a nudge, you know, that little bit of knowing and that like, we've got you, you know, like, to really help emphasize the belief in yourself, to see other women who have done it before you and to see like, they're okay. You know, okay. You took the same risks I did. This was just as scary for you and, and you did it, you know, and if you did it, I can do it too. And I think that's such a powerful thing to remember as we're all on this journey is, um, but it, it feels scary for everybody. You know, it feels that scary for everybody. And if it doesn't feel scary, like that's a sign for me that you are playing it too small. You are playing it safe, too small, and it's time to go bigger. I love that you said that because I think when I initially reached out to Jack, I mean, me and Jack met years ago at a mutual friend's house and I was talking about leaving back then. And then I reached out to her. I think it was two full years later. And that's what I said to her. I said, Jack, I've never had a failure. And you're like, because you're playing too small. You're playing too safe. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, re- I remember getting that message from you. And I was like, what? It's like, you know what? Because there's so much to, you know, to learn in our failures. And, you know, I really believe if you extract the lesson from the failure, it's no longer a failure. You know, it's a lesson then. Absolutely. And teachable moment for us who want to be teachers in our craft as well. Right. So I, I kind of see every failure as like a teachable moment in the future as well. Oh, big time, big time, big time. The cool cool thing about that too, you know, is that it takes the power away from the word failure. Mm. Like when I hear the word failure now, I don't, it doesn't even land the same way. It doesn't create ripples. You know, it's like, yeah. It's just a thing that happens, you know, it's like, you, yeah, you fall down and you get back up. Like you almost, 
you, you begin to expect it. And, and the more practice you get in, in extracting that lesson from a failure and being able to teach it and to change the way you did it and to, uh, yeah, I mean, failure doesn't even, it doesn't even have the same power then. I think you're exactly right. And, you know, I, I, last year was a year of rejection for me. Like I did put myself out there a little bit more than I typically do. And it didn't always land. And just kind of seeing like the energy didn't shift to the negative. I didn't die. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. I still trucked on as if I just kept going and it wasn't that bad. It maybe stung for a couple minutes, but I'm like, all right, well, we'll just keep going. And it wasn't as scary as I initially thought. Uh, don't well, we often- find that so often, right? We, we always, I mean, so often we create the worst case scenario in our minds, you know, what's going to happen when, you know, what's going to happen if this goes wrong, what's going to happen if they reject me, what's going to go, what's going to go wrong. And, and how is that going to change my life? I'm going to land at rock bottom. And then I think Jack was going to go exactly the same place that I just went. <laughs> so I'll let her finish. <laughs> I'll let her finish this up because yeah, I know. Yeah, you went exactly where I was going to go because the thing is, is oftentimes I find when I ask clients, like, what is the worst that can happen? And they go to basically like, okay, if I put myself out there, if I get rejected, if this doesn't work, if this launch fails, basically the worst that's going to happen is I'm going to be right where I am in this moment. So I'm like, okay, so it's actually not even the worst. If the worst that's going to happen is like, you're exactly where you are now, isn't that like risk of, you know, that growth worth it? Yeah. And living in that constant state of fear is actually like living out your worst case scenario every day. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It feels like it anyways, energetically. You're like, man, I'm just like torturing myself. Like I might as well just try and just see where it goes. And then at least free up that energy in my mind and in my heart to focus on something else for a change. Well, and I know that I said this to you at this time as well, when you were really like, when, when there was that fear of like stepping into your business full time, it's like, you go first. The universe is waiting to meet you, but you go first and then the universe can meet you there. If you're waiting to have the proof before you like take that next step, that's, that doesn't work. You have to like step into your fear, hold hands with your fear, and then you touch your desire realm. And that was so impactful for me, like that very saying. And funny enough, after you said that, um, you guys both like Rebecca Campbell's work, but her Rise Sister Rise or Light is the New Black Oracle deck has a leap first, like you leap first card. And I kept pulling that after you said that to me. (laughs) And I just kind of had to say to myself, Danielle, you're just going to have to do it scared, right? Like no certainties are going to come your way. And they didn't come my way. But once I stepped on the other side, the over the threshold of that fear, I mean, the reward was better than I could have even have, you know, put on a vision board. And I love when we get reaffirming messages from like multiple places, multiple sources, you know, when you're like, you heard me say it. And then you keep pulling the card that the universe is like, hello, we are like speaking to you, sister. <laughs> totally. <laughs> awesome. So I was really excited to have you guys on today because it took me a while as a developing medium to find my community and kind of understand the hangups that other spiritual uh, entrepreneurs have. And to find now that we all have very similar fears is so comforting. And I really wanted to talk to you ladies today about spirituality and money because, you know, my origin story with this conflict was actually with my first ever mentor 
who I studied under for many years. And I was really excited one day because Squamish Medium was kind of taking off. I think back then I was booking like almost a year out. It was uh, bananas. And I told her that I hired uh, like a somebody who did mind mapping. I didn't exactly know what I was looking for back then, but I was like, oh, this lady's coming over to talk to me about like my business. And she said, you don't have a business. Like this isn't a business and completely shut me down. And it created like this guilt inside of me around structuring my spiritual practice as a business, charging what I feel like I'm worth, increasing my prices. Like there was a lot of guilt attached to that kind of backhanded support. I'll put in air quotes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And you know, it, it was a really tough experience for me. So then I found that every time I would go to increase my prices because you know, developing as a medium is not cheap. Like, especially if you go the mentorship route and, you know, like any skill, you get more skills and then you increase your prices. But every single time you do it, it comes with a lot of stories. It comes with a lot of fear, a lot of doubt and a lot of self-worth. So I'm curious to know your perspective on that because I know my story is not unique and that a lot of women in my industry suffer the same stuff. So what say you? (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's, I mean, I think it's very, it happens a lot in your industry, but it also like every entrepreneur goes through the like fears and the money blocks. But I think there's, there has been this idea for so long that if it's like, if it's a spiritual teaching, if it's a gift from God, the universe, like it should just be like available for everyone. I should just like give this away for free. I shouldn't charge for it. And like, just straight up like that is bullshit like that is like a no 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 because like you said like you are here doing your work putting yourself out in the world um here to lead and guide other people and you need to and you deserve to and you desire to be financially compensated for that Mm. also you know if we're talking about you know delivering work work from spirit and and delivering these messages and downloads i think the one thing to remember is that the universe is an abundant space right a lot of us because we carry a lack mentality or we're we're born into scarcity or that's the way we've been raised and that's what we witness a lot in our society and amongst our people so our beliefs are deeply rooted in lack and scarcity but the universe god source you know, whatever words you resonate with is an abundant energy, right? So as long as we are of the mind, or as long as we carry a self-worth that's, you know, so low that we can't, um, we can't tap into the abundance of the universe and that overflow, then like we're totally misaligned. And, and I believe that until we can shift that mindset, until we can shift into this place of knowing that the universe wants to support us, God wants to support us. He wants us to be able to, you know, feel wealthy and be able to give back and to have more than enough. And I think that's a real deep remembering for people is that we come from an abundant place, right? We come from a place of life and giving. And, and um, I think that people just, there's a lot of work to be done around that, um, the lineage of scarcity and lack that so many of us carry with us. Mm. Oh, and Rob, as you're saying that, what's coming like really strongly in for me too, is that the more, like when we don't charge our worth, 
we're actually feeding into the lack mentality and the scarcity, scarcity mentality of our clients. Because what we're actually saying is like, oh, I don't believe you're worthy of investing at this level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's really good advice. And, and one thing I, I learned too was around, you know, I kept looking external to, I can't charge this because then people can't afford me. And then I'm like, well, how am I to judge what people can afford or what people find valuable? Like this is a story like I've just recently had to go through as I increased my prices uh, this year again. Um, yeah, so that judgment piece kind of, getting out of my way with that. But I will say even recently, I think last week I had um, somebody on Instagram write me and say like, Oh, uh, what's your, what's your mentorship package? And I sent them, you know, and I posted it too. And I sent it to them. They're like, Oh, it's too expensive. Like you're, you're way too expensive. And it hurt a bit for a minute, right? It took me back to that space and place, even though I just had like nine people sign up for at that price without batting an eye. You know, as you guys talk about like all in, like not even the monthly payment plan, like just buying the whole thing. And that one shadow of doubt, even though I'd been validated, you know, with nine other people still kind of triggers you. Well, and here's the reality with that is that you're always, no matter what your price is, you're always going to be too expensive for somebody. You're also going to have somebody who thinks you're maybe too like cheap for like, I'll be honest, like where I'm at, say in hiring my next level mentors, like they have to be charging a certain level for me to be wanting to invest in them. So there's like, everyone has their own money story and their own money beliefs. So what your job is, is to price your stuff in energetic alignment with where you're showing up in your full energy, where people get to meet you and get to rise to that level. But there's going to be people like there's people at all levels, you know, and it's just not your job to monitor who comes in and says, yes, you just put it out there in alignment and trust that the right people are getting placed in your path. The people who need you are ready and they're going to be willing to meet you where you're at with that price point. Definitely, definitely. And this is this is the real important part of that message, right? Is being able to anchor into the celebration of the people, the other nine people who paid you in full, rather than anchoring into that shadow of a doubt, right? But so many people choose to sink rather than to stay floating. So one of the things that we teach our business clients and community is to celebrate right? To be, and I know we're going to get to this, but like being in the queen of pleasure vibes and uh, giving yourself the gift of celebration, gratitude, like allowing yourself to really feel that, oh my God, oh my God, holy shit, this is happening for me. I can't believe it. Nine people paid in full. Oh my God. Celebrating those people one by one as they come in. And that anchors, that creates evidence, right? Because your brain is constantly collecting data of what's working. How does it feel? Um, Is this like, are people liking this? So collecting that data. And if you can imagine, you're like literally stockpiling this like evidence and data that, oh my God, it's working. Oh my God, it's working. People are paying me. Holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. And then when it comes that someone's like, oh my God, you're way too expensive. I can't afford that. That one person stacked against the other nine people, you're building energetic resilience to, to doubt, shame. Oh my gosh, am I charging too much? Right. So you can use that as evidence that no, no, like this is working. I am enough. And you can build like literally use the it's working mentality and the, the celebration mindset to build your own self-worth. 
I absolutely love that. There's a million and one aha moments within that. <laughs> so mm-hmm. thank you. And I really mm-hmm. wanted to go there too, because I love following your guys's Instagrams. Like you guys have a joint one for the wild fam and then your own individual ones, but you guys just hold such like this high vibrational space that you can't help but to calibrate to that just in your presence. Even if it's two dimensional, like I'm just watching you, it's like, wow, like I'm really excited. Um, just watching you guys and keeping that high vibrational state and you guys talk about this like queen of pleasure vibe um and jack i love your post like where you're just like at the spa you're like the kids are gone i'm queen of pleasure today so what does that do for your money story what does that do for like your spirituality so i for me queen of pleasure vibes used to come like later on like i would be like okay i'm gonna tap into pleasure as a reward you know i'm like okay if i get the things done on my to-do list if i do like if i make this amount of income whatever it is like that i'm gonna you know tap into pleasure and once we started to reverse that once i was like no pleasure comes first pleasure is the priority because business you know what we're here to do in this world it is like people feel our energy. I think business is a thousand percent energy over, you know, strategy, everything else. People feel your energy. So they feel if you are operating from a place of burnout, if you're operating from a place of have tos and shoulds and stroking things off your to-do list, when you put pleasure first, when you are in this like high vibe state where you are doing the things that make you feel good and energize your soul and light you up, well, people on the other side receive that. Mm-hmm. Your impact yeah, your impact becomes greater. You people are just like magnetized to your energy. I completely agree. I, I have seen my energy attract uh, clients, like a specific type of client that I really enjoy working with, which is people who are more interested in like the intuiting or developing their own gifts. And I completely agree with the energy in the business being the number one. Um, so thank you for explaining that as well. Um, I also really wanted to ask around, um, this must come up in your industry as well, but I'm sure you two have moved past it, but this comparison. So if I look at other mediums rates, which I do not do, I never do that, but I do know that I've seen a lot of people struggle with this comparison to other sisters, this sister wound comes up. Um, like how does that play into the money and spiritual story? Uh, do you want me well, to go, Jack? <laughs> I was like, oh man. Yeah, you can go first and I'll add on. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I'll tap into more of the comparison side of things because I feel like I, I really love to teach on this. And one of the things that I, the experiences and feelings that I really love to um, help people tap into is the feeling of joy. And, you know, for me, I I know that my lifetime here um, this time around is to experience joy. And I feel that I feel that in my body, I feel it in, you know, my energy when I am not making time for joy, or when I'm stuck in the realm of lack, which, you know, comparison is lack, right? We're literally stacking ourselves up against other women, other people. And, you know, before we started recording, Danielle and I got to chat. And one of the things that you said that I loved was, um, we, we always compare ourselves to women. We never compare ourselves to men, you know? And I think that's so true for a lot of us. And so this feeling of comparison and this habit of constantly comparing ourselves to 
other women on Instagram, other women in our industry, our neighbors, our sisters, people we're meeting at events. And you know what? It's not just about the money they're making. It's about how tall they are, how thin they are, how put together their kids act, how big their homes are. You know, all of these methods of comparison are still there, right? We're, we're building a collaborative community, but the, the comparison is still deeply, deeply rooted in, in our womanhood and in our sisterhood right now. And for me, when, when that comparison is still so present, there is no, like, you literally cannot build self-worth that way, right? It's, that is, it's stealing your joy. It's stealing your ability to to build to create it stifles your flow it stifles all of the all of that abundance and so you know i would just ask all the listeners who do compare themselves to people are you willing to give that level of joy away are you willing to give that power to somebody else because what happens you know when we're constantly comparing ourselves to other people is we're giving them our power by saying you're more worthy than i am you have more experience than me. Oh, you can charge more because you live in LA, mm -hmm. right? But the truth of the matter is comparing yourselves to all the other people in your industry is stifling your truth. It's stifling your message. It's preventing you from living authentically and charging your worth and feeling that level of joy that, you know, that deep, deep joy that comes as the result of living in alignment with who we're here to be. So that's my that's my vibe on comparison is it's like one of the first things that's just gotta go mm. yeah it's gotta go and i think that it's you know it's easy especially in the online world to like look at other people's story and we have to remember like that's the highlight reel you have no idea what like their journey's been like what it took them to get there and one thing that i would just really suggest is that you don't follow other people with the exact same like doing the exact same thing as you with the exact same niche instead find people online who expand you so they're maybe in a slightly different industry but that they expand you they invite you to rise they invite you to say like oh she can do it like i can do that too they lift you up rather than you know put you in this place of like comparison where you feel a bit more deflated or defeated yeah, I totally do that. After reading, uh, I think it was Light is the New Black, Rebecca Campbell, and she mentioned that she doesn't follow other people in her same industry. I was like, that's actually brilliant to not do that. <laughs> and it's a distraction. And same with like all the comparison that comes up. Like I just find it to be, you know, a distraction by design. It's, it's a form of spiritual bypassing too, where you're not looking at your own shit, right? <laughs> it's like, well, I'm it, gonna focus here instead of look at my own stuff. Exactly. And then that's when we step out of alignment, when we start doing things because that worked for somebody else. So then, then you're like, okay, so I'm going to do it or I have to do it because like that worked for her. I had to change my pricing. This is where we step out of alignment. And Danielle, I know, you know, I'm also tapped into human design and this is a big piece from human design. Like none of us are energetically wired the same. So when we're doing something because somebody else is doing it that way. Well, you know what? That works for her because it's in alignment with her energy, but it's not in alignment for you or it's not necessarily in alignment for you. So you trying that exact same thing isn't going to work anyways, you know? Yeah. And can you actually, this is really cool. Cause I haven't had anyone on the podcast. I think I'm like 60 episodes in now and I haven't had anyone on the podcast talk about human design. Can you just spend a minute telling people what that is and the benefit of getting to know yourself on this uh, deep level? 
yeah, I mean, human design has been like such a gift in Robin and I's life, in our relationships, in our business, in our relationship with ourselves, in our parenting. And what it is, is really, it's a modality that it's really about understanding your own energetic blueprint, how you're wired and like how you're literally have been wired from birth, where you carry your power, um, where you take on other people's energy, how you're designed to operate, how you're designed to make aligned decisions. This is a big one. And I'm going to give you a little hint that it's not by using your brain. It's not by being in your mind. It's not about thinking logically, rationally, making pros and cons lists. So it is a, you can go get your human design chart. It's like a free chart. You can, um, get online and it literally just shows you your energetic blueprint, how you are made up. And then we can like, I mean, Robin and I dive into this in a lot of our coaching. We actually next month have um, a lot coming up around human design. If anyone wants to like tap in deeper, but it is such a gift. And what it really, I think allows a lot of people is that they're like, have a lot of aha moments, a lot of awareness to things that they might've been like, Ooh, I've tried to like ignore that. Or I've tried to like shove that down. Or I thought that was like wrong, that I was like desiring this when it's actually how, how you're made up. Yeah. And I love it. You guys offered me, um, with my coaching package with you guys, a human design reading. And I have to say, I've listened to it a few times. You know, I'm really heavy into astrology. I love astrology and it seemed to be kind of like a blend of astrology, but also like talking about different body parts and the spleen. And <laughs> it was very fascinating yes. and I found it to be well, very yeah. eye Sorry. Yeah, because it's a modality that brings in a lot. It brings in like astrology, astronomy, I Ching, the chakra system. So it brings in like a bunch of different modalities, like in housed in one place. So it is really um, incredible. It's definitely, if it's a tool your listeners have not tapped into yet, I definitely invite you to dive in. Mm, love it. So just on this topic, because this was actually a huge aha moment for me um, on my entrepreneurial journey, um, was when I tapped into my human design. Um, and just going back to the comparison thing for one minute, I used to compare myself a lot to people um, because I had this really hard time discerning my ideas from other people's ideas, where I was getting inspiration versus what, like what ideas were my own and was I just copying people or saying the exact same thing. And you know, at this point in time, I, I was um, following a lot of other people in my industry because I was, I, I thought that I was curious about how people were doing it. Anyways, what I learned when I discovered my human design and really tapped into it is that part of my, my innate energetic blueprint is that I actually get inspiration from outside sources. So my, just like we're intrinsically motivated, I I'm not intrinsically inspired. So I am inspired by the things that I see, the things that I read, the people I follow, for example, the people I surround myself by, the trips that I take, the books that I read, the colors that I see. So this has been a really interesting um, a level of awareness for me because unfollowing the people or be, becoming really particular about the sisters that I do follow um, has really allowed me to understand like where that inspiration is coming from. Because if my design is that that stuff is being inputted, then I need to be really conscious of the filter, right? So just for people who are like, oh my, I compare myself all the time. Well, this may be something that you energetically have to control yourself because you have open centers that allow that information to flow in. So 
I would just offer that as an invitation for people to get super curious about their design because it really helped me in the, in the realm of comparison. I absolutely love that. And one of the big things that came up in my human design that, that Jack gave me was around, I used to be so hard on myself around, you know, taking information, but not mastering any of it, like never finishing a book. Like I'll start like a hundred books, but I'll never finish a book. And what came up with my human design was like, well, you're supposed to just take like little bits and pieces and you kind of like intuit and know the rest. I can't remember how Jack said it, but it really kind of opened my eyes. And I do notice that in a lot of my teachings, it's like, I, I take little bits and pieces of what I've learned, even though I didn't master that area of work. Um, but I absorbed what I needed at that time. I am the same way. Like I am (laughs) not designed to finish a book. You know, I'm designed to take in bits of information that I need in a given moment. And when I learned this about myself, I was like, oh my gosh, I can clear my (laughs) nightstand and remove all the guilt I feel right for not ever finishing a book. I felt like a failure. Like wait a minute, like what the hell is wrong with me? Like, why can't I finish a freaking book, you know? And now I, I have permission to read what I want, to, to just to pick a book up and then to put a book down and I don't feel any guilt or shame around it. So yeah. the level of permission and just understanding yourself and the allowance that it gives you to just show up in the world and to run your business as you wish is incredibly freeing. So love that. Mm. Well, and that's the thing, right? It is such a huge permission slip giver. And this is the, this is the big thing is that it also shows you where you've likely, you know, have thought that you were, you know, like maybe your whole entire life you've been told like you need to finish things. Like don't be a quitter, see things through, finish that book, you know? And you're like, actually, no, I take what I need from it. And like, then I get to move on, you know? Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. That's so good. I love human design. I recommend everybody go do it. And I know Jack, um, we'll, I'll share it in the show notes, but I think you have like a webinar or something coming up where people can learn a bit more, more from you about human design. So yeah, we have two things coming up in March. Yeah. We have two things coming up in March, but the one on March 9th is a two hour masterclass. And it's actually what we're talking about here. It's about the energy that you take on from other people and like where those should seep in. So that would be a great one for um, your listeners to dive into if they're wanting to get a taste of human design and also in like our wild femme Facebook group. Like we just do a lot of like free live trainings on it. So definitely I would invite your listeners there as well. Perfect. So those will all be in the show notes, all those links that people can just easily click on and join in on. Yeah. And there's one thing that I wanted to revisit that you had said at the beginning, Danielle, about tapping into like the money and investing in yourself and like, you know, what you're charging in your business. And one thing that I just really want to like, you know, remind people of, because you had said, you know, it, it costs money to run a business and to like keep elevating to your next level. So the more money I feel that I make, the more I'm able to invest in myself, the more I'm able to lead myself. And that just creates massive impact for my audience. So like Robin and I have a business coach. We both have a local energy alchemist that we see to like keep us in alignment in our energy. I um, just this week hired another soul coach. Like it allows, you know, when you're making money, it's just this energy exchange. It allows me to then pay other people for their area of expertise. And it's this, like, to me, it feels like this really beautiful transfer of money versus this idea of like, oh my gosh, what's she charging and this and money going out. It just creates like money flowing in and money flowing out in an, in an 
in an energetic balance. Yeah, I love that. And I heard that last year at some point, I had somebody say to me on Instagram, they're like, I've never regretted investing in myself. And I'm like, that's such a wise way to look at it. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. from the scarcity mindset, it's just money coming out, right? It's like mm-hmm. black and white, but no, you're investing in yourself and it always comes back in other ways. Yeah, 100% it does. And you, I mean, this is the thing, right? When we're charging, when we're like setting our prices, it's not just based on, and I think this is where a lot of spiritual entrepreneurs who are doing like, say, a mediumship reading get caught up because they're like, okay, if I'm charging this much per hour, when it's actually not per hour, you know, the person who is on the receiving end of that hour with you, they're getting all of the, the knowledge that you've like obtained over the years. They're getting the energy that you have stepped into. They're getting to calibrate to your level. So it's not just about that like one hour time slot. Yeah. No, that's very true. That's very true. It's like, you're not paying me for the 45 minutes you're with me. You're paying me for my past seven years of development and experience. <laughs> and, and, and paying for like the place that you're going to invite them to step into in their own alignment and in their own power. Yeah. No, I love that. Well, ladies, I thank you so much for coming on to spirit school and talking about spirituality and money. I feel like we could have like 10 episodes and still continue to learn. And so I encourage everybody. I think everybody in the world needs a coach. I'm convinced of it now after having such a powerful experience with one. It's just like, it it beat like five years of therapy for me. It was just like, yes, let's get down to business. And so I highly recommend people check you out and I'll have all the links, but maybe you guys want to give a shout out to your handles, how people can find you. And then maybe you can end each with the best financial advice you've ever received or have given. Oh my goodness. Um, the best financial advice. I mean, the, the most incredible thing I've ever learned about money is that it's an energetic relationship, right? Where we see money as a thing, as a material that buys us more things and more materials. And for me, you know, I grew up believing that money was a thing that we have to collect. The more we collect, the more successful we are, the more safe we are, the more secure we are, the more freedom we have, the more people will love us. And it's just not, it's just not real, right? Money is an energy. And the more we can tap into the the energetics of abundance to shift out of scarcity and lack, like we've been talking about a little bit on this podcast, um, the freer money becomes, the, the easier you can magnetize it, the more you can attract and manifest money. And the more you realize, like you create that evidence in your life that your energy your like your energy is just everything right if you're energetically blocking money then you can't make it you can't earn it you can't charge your worth and the minute you free up your energy and heal your story with money and rewrite your belief system about money and clean up your money energy um money starts to flow easily and you actually get to experience that you know we hear so many people talking now about manifesting and magnetizing and having an abundant mindset and i know that those are all buzzwords but the truth is it's real mm-hmm. right and for me doing that work around you know my old money story and really understanding the energetics of money has been that's been my biggest lesson and my biggest teaching mm, love it yeah, and I think along the same lines, so as soon as you can loosen that grip on money, like so many 
people just really have this, like, I, I literally think of like a clenching of a hand, like this fist around money where you think you have to control it. You think you have to like hold on to it tightly when you can like open your palm, when you can just like let it go, you know, release those money stories and, and just really trust into like the universe is abundant and that there's abundance swirling all around you. And when you open that palm, when you let go of that type of grip, tight grip, universe or money is trying to find the past path of least resistance to get to you. So let go of those money stories, loosen your grip. And one of the best pieces of advice for me was definitely to invest at my next level, to meet my next level self, even before I was ready, even when it's like scary, because that's the quickest way to calibrate you to the next level, mm. your next income level. I love it. Thank you ladies so much for coming out of spirit school and chatting with us. Thank, Thank you, Danielle, you. so much. And I just have to say, I am obsessed with your podcast name. Spirit oh. School is like just so good. And it feels like exactly where I want to be hanging out. Oh, I so love it. we'd love to come back anytime. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I will definitely have you. Thank you, guys.